This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. The sounds of swimmers at Charlton Lido cooling off. And people sunbathing on Bournemouth Beach. On what is now officially the hottest day ever recorded. So, just in case you were wondering... Yep, it's still hot. Another record-breaking day for UK temperatures. At the time of recording this podcast, the Met Office says London Heathrow reported a temperature of 40.2 degrees Celsius, and there's still time for that to be beaten. During the extreme heat wave, roads have melted, train lines have buckled, and there's been a big dip in productivity across the country. It's got many wondering that with the hot weather set to become more of a regular thing in London and the rest of the UK, is it time for us to heatproof our infrastructure? Professor Hannah Cloak is a climate expert and natural hazards researcher at the University of Reading. So in no way have we been prepared for these extreme temperatures. Uh, the one thing we've got right is that we're actually forecasting them in advance. So we had a little bit of advanced warning when they're coming towards us. And we did have some kind of planning in place in terms of uh, alerting the population and making sure that hospitals and things were, were ready but certainly not our buildings and not our transport systems. And we've seen, you know, railway lines shutting, roads melting and people overheating. And so we've got a long way to go in, in being prepared, in my mind. What are the biggest risks with not being prepared in these situations? So I think the biggest risk is mortality. So people will die. Heat waves are silent killers. They come along and we, we don't really see them doing um, the damage that they're doing uh, and it's only afterwards when we look at the statistics of how, how many people have died that we realise what a large event uh, heat waves are. It's very different to something like a flood or a storm, which is very noisy, comes along, causes lots of destruction. Um, and, and you can see that immediately. So that's obviously a, a big risk and obviously to people's health as well. It affects a lot of people's health. But of but of course, it's it's more than that. So when we when we've got like um, our, our railway lines are not functioning properly, or we're not people aren't able to get to work and undertake the things they normally do during the day, that has a knock on impact in terms of uh, you know the economics of of how we're living, um, and it really can do quite a lot of damage to business. As you mentioned, there's been a lot of damage caused. How problematic is that structural damage? So heat waves are one of these things where where I think the the biggest risk is you know we have 
a health risk. We have a risk uh, that people will die. And there is some uh, structural damage from heat waves, but normally we can repair that quite quickly. Uh, so I think the biggest impacts are always those unseen ones, those ones that, that go out into um, the economic uh, sphere. So businesses will have had uh, quite, a, quite a substantial loss, basically from lack of business or, um, uh, and people not being able to do their job. The, the question is, are we ready for another heat wave, perhaps even this August or another heat wave next summer? And the more heat waves we get, the more disruption there is, um, the more uh, damage we might see. So it's a, it's a question of, uh, you know, these these kinds of um, being ready for the next heat wave. Why is it the UK can't cope with these temperatures when other countries get them far more regularly? Yeah, so we have to remember that, you know, lots of our uh, daily lives, it's, it's all about um, you know, what's normal for us. So the buildings where we live and work and the jobs that we do and the leisure activities we enjoy, they're all a function of the climate where we live. Uh, and here in the UK, our society was you know, built around, you know, medieval agrarian institutions and 19th century railways and pre-Second World War houses. And they've all been designed for this different climate. Uh, our houses have got um, often these pitched slate roofs and chimneys and and built around the technology of coal fires and designed to keep us warm and 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 dry in these industrial revolution winters and not cool in these uh, hot swelteringly hot uh, 21st century summers so in this context when we are adapting our society to the reality of these regular heat waves um and things like more extreme rainfall as well um it, you know it's a massive task actually London seems to have particular issues with coping with the heat. Why is that? London's a wonderful place in many ways, but it is a higgledy-piggledy mess in terms of its planning and and, and how people are living together. It's definitely not a, a planned city. It, it's, you know, it's evolved over a long period of time. And that brings with it its own problems. So you've got a lot of legacy buildings and structures from many, many different um, periods all kind of meshed together. And that, that's really difficult then to, to retrofit places or, or to provide um, city design that, that can help with cooling. So things like trees and water, bringing those into the city are great, but that, that's actually practically pretty difficult uh, when, when you've got the, this um, old city uh, with, with lots and lots of layers um, put on top of it. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from Professor Hannah Cloak. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. 
Professor Cloak, what needs to be done to future-proof London and the rest of the UK, given that this heat might not be a rare occurrence anymore? So we need to think about quite a lot of different things together. Certainly using things like insulation. Um, insulation is great for keeping out the cold, but also the heat as well. Uh, and really thinking about heat specifically when we're building new houses, but also when we are retrofitting, uh, really bringing into mind that we have to deal with these new, very high temperatures and we will have to continue to do that. There will be places where we will need air conditioning. There's, there's no you know, shirking away from that. Air conditioning brings its own problems in terms of, you know, increased energy use, uh, but it will be necessary. So I think we really have to think about uh, as we go into these periods where we're regularly experiencing very uncomfortable temperatures, uh, air conditioning will will be required in some places, Um, perhaps on the tube as well. Uh, There are some tube lines that are incredibly hot and and very, very uncomfortable, even uh, at lower temperatures than the ones we've been experiencing at the moment. Also things like roads and uh, drainage. So with heat waves often comes very, very heavy rainfall afterwards with thunderstorms. So you've got these linked up hazards happening together. And we know that uh, we don't really have very adequate drainage in London. Uh, and that has caused some severe flooding before and probably will do again. How urgent is it for the government to prioritise this issue? I have one hope from this heat wave in that it will bring home to the government and to other people who are making these types of decisions that, that, that this is urgent now. This, these temperatures were very high. People could not cope. Our infrastructure could not cope. There is an urgent need to do something now. This will happen again. It will happen next year. Uh, without a doubt, something will happen uh, to do with extreme weather next year because we are in that place uh, where it is getting worse and worse. Why has it been left for so long? Is it purely a money issue? It's always a question of money. It's always a question of where you put your investment. Um, I think some of it, though, is to do a little bit with imagination and and the idea that you can't really uh, understand something unless you've already experienced it. And when we get these unprecedented temperatures and we get these perhaps unprecedented uh, storms or, or floods or anything like that, Um, it's only afterwards that people realise what's going on. And so I hope that this is, uh, you know, some kind of um, trigger for some change in the way that the urgency of of really revamping the infrastructure so we can keep more people safe for future heat waves. Is there anything ordinary members of the public can do to heat proof themselves? Yeah, so there are are lots of things you can do to help yourself if you're in... Um, if you're in a house with windows or an apartment with windows, you could think about putting shutters on the outside. Uh, if we're going to see these types of heat waves uh, going into the future, that would that would be a reasonably straightforward thing to do to keep that heat out on those few days a year when it is just sweltering. Um, there, you know, there are things to do with air conditioning you can do. So if you really need it and your house is just you know not suitable at all. Um, to keep to keep cool in, then you might want to think about air conditioning and insulation as well. So insulation can really help in the right situation. There's other things about, you know, just just living slightly differently as well. So we've all not, you know, not really been out in the middle of the day. Uh, and, and that's kind of a Mediterranean lifestyle choice, really, as well. So it's not just about uh, where you live, and, and ha- but it also how you live and how you use that, that daytime um, and work a bit flexibly, if you can, of course. And that's it from The Leader. 
This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.